This is Jeff Young, the Catholic Foodie at CatholicFoodie.com, and you are listening to Episode 16, The Holy Triduum and Abita Strawberry Harvest Lager. Greetings, y'all. We are in the octave of Easter. Uh, That's right, an octave is eight days. The church celebrates Easter uh, over an eight-day period, right? So it's like each day you wake up during these eight days. It is Easter Sunday all over again. We're celebrating the resurrection and liturgically all of the prayers of the church. It's as if it was Easter Sunday each of these days. It's wonderful. And it shows us, you know, we can kind of live this liturgically that Easter isn't just a one-time thing. It didn't just happen and it's gone. It's happening now. Jesus is alive. He has risen from the dead. And this whole octave ushers in for us the season of Easter in which we wait with anticipation. Jesus' ascension into heaven and also the sending of the Holy Spirit at Pentecost. So we look forward to that. And in this show, what do we have on the menu? What do we have on the menu today? Well, uh, we are going to do a, a recap of the Holy Triduum and Easter Sunday uh, and what we did for Easter. Uh, we're also going to talk about stuffed artichokes, and we're going to review a beer. It's a Bita Strawberry Harvest Lager. It's a wonderful beer. Uh, we also have a special treat. We have a song by L'Angelus, a Cajun band from Lafayette. So we have all of this and more here on The Catholic Foodie, where food meets faith. Oh, you got to taste this! This is, oh, it's got this kind of, it's burning, melty, it's not really a smoky taste. It, it, it's a certain, oh, it, it's kind of like a, you know, it's got like this boom, zap kind of taste. Don't you think? What, what would you call that flavor? Lightning-y? Yeah. It's lightning-y! Oh, we got to do that again! Okay, when the next storm comes, we'll go up on the roof. I know what this needs. Saffron. A little saffron would make this. Saffron. Why do I get the feeling it's it's in in the the kitchen? kitchen. So here we are again, back in the kitchen. Uh, Not really, we're in the bedroom, but we're talking about kitchen-type stuff. We're going to talk about dinner. What do we we have on Holy Thursday? Actually, we talked about that last episode, but how did it go? It was really nice. We had a very unique experience. It was a, a first. Um... We were going to the 7 p.m. Mass, and we'd had prepared this really nice meal with the lamb and um, and all, and we we got all dressed up in our Sunday best, <laughs> and had the table set with our china and silver, and sat down at a at the table at our table in our own house, all dressed up, just the five <laughs> of us, and it was. So neat. The kids loved it. Mm-hmm. I loved it. I, I, mean, I got to read the entire chapter, chapter 12. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. And they were all calm and quiet. And it was so nice. I kept wondering if it was really my family. <laughs> <laughs> but um, anyway, then we... Can I skip to Saturday? Well, we did it again. I so. yeah. I mean, we sat down. We were going to the Easter Vigil, which I don't know if we'll do that again in... in Anytime soon. It was three hours, and the kids were. They started complaining kids. after the kids two were hours, kids, you, you know? know. Yeah. But um, anyway, we did it, and so we we didn't really. I hadn't even really planned on having a meal until we, until afterwards. <laughs> but 
the kids obviously would, would have like they would have died completely we would have died so, anyway we did sit down it was kind of a rush but we um we were dressed in our in our easter clothes and again sat down for um you know a quick bite with this you know nice silver and china and all dressed up at our table in our own dining room which Which was just we just never do that i mean we did we sit down together most nights but not dressed up right so it was really neat, you know. And, you, you and we all had aprons on over right. on Easter Sunday. We all had aprons on over the white dresses, and uh, there was no way I was going to let the kids get all smeared up. But um, and you had commented the other day about how I mean we both love murder mysteries, and <laughs> I was, I've been thinking it the whole time. Murder mysteries are just wonderful, and uh, we, I love to read murder mysteries, but I also love to watch uh, shows. I mean, I love Monk and. Um, Psych and some of the old ones like the Miss Marples and, and the Poirot. Poirot. Love Poirot. And um, also Nero Wolf. Nero Wolf is one of my favorites. And you had mentioned it the totally, other day. It's like all I could think about was Nero Wolf for some reason. You know? Because they sit down at the table. I mean, first of all, Nero Wolf, if you ever watch the. Uh, uh, what, what channel was it that? that produced that. I can't remember. Oh, goodness. I can't remember either. But they produce a lot of... uh, They produce a lot of uh, series like this. I can't remember who it was. Anyway, um, if you ever watch them, they're always... He's a a foodie, first of all. (laughs) He loves his beer. He has a beer like at 2 o'clock every afternoon. You know, it's remarkable. And it's a good dark beer, you know. And... But he's always dressed up in his own house. You know, like a suit. Back in the days when you had like a vest and a... And a, and a coat and like a, a pocket watch and all of this stuff. I mean, he's like dressed to the hilt, right? And uh, when he goes in to sit down, I mean, he's sitting down at his own table, but he's like Death. dressed, you know? Yeah. So I, I, I thought about that. I just want to do it more often. Honestly, mm-hmm. I just think we need to have a, I don't know how often we can plan on doing it, but it's nice. And I think it's, you know, I mean, I think in in this country we did it, I mean, people were more inclined to do that, you know, on a regular basis. Maybe a and, couple of generations. Yeah, ago. I mean, yeah. or even, I mean, I don't even know, like, my, what my dad, you know, what his family did. I mean, they were probably dressed much nicer than than we slum around these days, mm-hmm. you know. But I do remember. It also reminds me of this date that my mom and dad went on when they um, <laughs> when they first met. My mom. Uh, my dad invited my mom over to his house for lunch, and it was like a it was a quick lunch. My dad was a, um, you know, he's an eye doctor, and um, so he, she was at LSU, and anyway, he had picked her up and brought, brought her to the house, and they sat at this like apparently very long table. I can't imagine. I'm sure the table. I mean, they had nine in the family, so I'm sure, or nine kids, so I'm sure the table was like really long, and they. <laughs> They sat on either end and had this like, I mean, they had they had you know hired help at the house right, and also they right. had like, <laughs> you know, she's sitting down at one end and he's sitting down at the other. Anyway, it kind of reminded me of that. <laughs> I can imagine that. I can't imagine. Can you imagine us sitting down at the table together? And having to use a telephone to ends. talk to each other. Hey, honey. That'd be kind of weird. But um, anyway, I mean, the kids acted completely different they did it was it was amazing 
It was absolutely They wouldn't amazing. think of, you know, speaking out of turn or no. jumping I mean, up They were so well behaved. Around. And, I mean, normally we have yelling and screaming and everybody's talking at once. And, you Typical. know, we have one in particular who just can't sit still. And, you know, she just about knocks her chair over every time she's <laughs> sitting in it. You know, so we have that going on normally. And then this, these two nights, these, this two, these two times, we're dressed nicely at the table and they actually behave. I mean, it, it was amazing. So I want everyone with kids to try it and then let us know <laughs> let us how know. it goes. That's right. Let us know how it goes. Um, I mean, obviously they knew it was a special occasion, but you could make any any meal a special occasion. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. Just dress up for it. So it was <laughs> neat. I loved it. Loved it. Loved it. So then on Easter Sunday, we traveled uh, about, what, an hour away to Baton Rouge. Uh, to spend Easter with your parents, and uh, what, what? Tell me about that. What happened? Okay. What do we do? Um, by my request, you know, my mom was cooking Lebanese, but by request, I asked for stuffed artichokes, mm-hmm. which I haven't had in years, and I've kind of refrained from getting them out. I mostly get them. I mean, I just know how good my moms are, mm-hmm. and so we had that to start. And some grilled sausages, and then um, you want me to tell the whole menu or what? Oh, whatever you want, whatever you think. Have we done this already? No. Mm. Well, we had we had lamb chops on uh, Holy Thursday, right? Um, but Easter Sunday was, I mean, it was similar. It was leg of lamb. Uh, so once again, we had lamb, which was wonderful. I can never complain about that. Uh, so we had leg of lamb, and it was it was, it was a Lebanese so spread. We had the, the stuffed grape leaves. It was. You know, lamb stuffed grape leaves, and uh, we had kibinai, which you guys who've listened for a number of episodes, you've heard us talk about kibinai in the past. Uh, I think it was like episode, I don't know, eight or something, uh, the maybe 11. I can't remember. Anyway, uh, I talked about it when we went to the Lebanese convention. So we had that, and what else we had? Tabbouleh. Ah, tabbouleh. Can't forget the tabbouleh. It was so and Lebanese, good. basically like a Lebanese... Salad with bulgur wheat, parsley, and, and parsley tomatoes, and tomatoes, and onions, and, and mint. Lots of mint. mint. Lots of mint. Accidentally, lots of mint. it was a lot. Yeah, more it was, mint. A it was, was an accident. Anyway, uh, oh, so, it so what, what else we had? It was coconut cake for dessert. Coconut cake for dessert, which uh, someone special <clears throat> made. And no, that was not myself. It's uh, my lovely wife. She made the coconut cake. And what what else did we? Did we have something else. Wine, I mean, lots of. Well, wine. yeah, there's lots of wine and. Champagne when we first got there, but um, I feel like I'm forgetting something. I can't. I can't think of what it was. Who's it? Was it? Lamb, lamb. grape leaves, kibbeh. I guess that was it. I don't know. That's a lot. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's a lot. It was a lot. It was wonderful. It Everything was great. was great. Everything was great. So uh, we had the the lamb, and I guess you'd say a Lebanese motif both on Holy Thursday and Easter Sunday. But it was wonderful. It was wonderful. Yeah. And now you um, you talked about the stuffed artichokes. Yes. And, uh, you know, those actually we mentioned also way back when we talked about, um, oh, goodness, now I'm going to forget the name of the restaurant we went to. Uh, oh, in, Frankie uh, and Johnny's. Frankie and Johnny's, right. The Frankie and Johnny's had the right. stuffed artichokes, remember? They're, they're supposed to be uh, pretty popular, pretty popular mm-hmm. menu item over there at Frankie and Johnny's. Um 
And your mom does it the best. And what does she stuff it with? Of course, everybody's mom does everything the best, baby. Well, of course. But the the reason I like hers so much is because she does put um, little shrimp and crab in it. Mm -hmm. And a lot of cheese. And you're just not going to get that out in a restaurant. Right. You know, they'd have to charge way too much. The ones at the store, the farmer's market, are like eight bucks for one. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, uh, you pay like... I don't know, 15 for one if you had it the mm-hmm. way mom does it, mm-hmm. you know. But um, I've never made them myself, so I can only kind of tell you what goes into it. But it's, um, she uses just the canned shrimp and canned crab. Mm-hmm. So it's not like market, you know, right? fresh right. from the market, the highest quality. Because you're mixing it with breadcrumbs. So, yeah. you know, an Ita- Italian... Um, Seasoned breadcrumbs. I guess it's a really, it's an Italian dish. Mm-hmm. Um, but you just, you know, in a large bowl, you mix together the um, the breadcrumbs, shrimp, crab, and then I'm pretty sure she probably uses um, a Parmesan or Romano cheese, coarsely grated, and then lots of, um, I'm sure, black pepper, olive oil, lemon mm-hmm. juice. These are just my guesses as to what what goes, what in, goes it. in it. Lots of love, and you, right. you just mix it up by hand, and then um, I don't even really know. We're gonna I'll call her and ask her, mm-hmm. but I know she. Um, I remember as a kid, like she snips the pointiest mm-hmm. tips off. Yeah, she kind of doctors up the artichoke itself before, before she, she stuffs, stuffs it. it. Yeah, like gets rid of the like prickly edges and then um i don't know if you're just stuffing it raw or if she blanches it i had to ask well you know? they we're all in a pot so it yeah yeah, like yeah. She but before she stuffs sweetie before oh, she stuffs then she steams it so she t- she right. steams it in a pot um but she did like four of them oh my gosh they're just so good mm. that's uh, and they're all that's gone all they're all and gone we ate four so it's a lot yeah well we had we had it's what it was us our kids your brother and his wife and their kids, your mom and dad, and then your godmother and um, her husband. That's what? How many? How many is that? I don't know. It's too much to count right now. But there were a number. <laughs> you know, there were a number of us, and of course we had two dogs in the courtyard, but they didn't have any of the good food. Right. We like, gave them their own food. So. It was wonderful. Well, cool. Well, we are in the Easter season, so we get to continue to um, hopefully cook some good meals that's right it's springtime too and i'm gonna start my garden that's right which i went i'm scared to death of gardening but um i'm gonna build up my beds this year and i'm using um the the square foot gardening method which i don't even know i'm just (laughs) leaning on my friend ann and um but i went and i bought all the soil today Mm-hmm. Which was like a small fortune, so yeah. it better work. <laughs> it better work well. Yeah, I hope so. <laughs> but hopefully, we'll be um, having a high yield of delicious organic, you know, vegetables mm-hmm. after I, I after I go buy the after I do my beds. I've got to build up. I mean, I've got to do a um, buy my post and chicken chicken wire because mm-hmm. we've got a lot of dogs in the neighborhood. And we also have rabbits and possum and 
Oh, dear. And who knows mm-hmm. what. I mean, last summer, my garden got raided pretty badly. So yeah. I'm going to try to keep large varmints out that way. Mm-hmm. Like so, kids and stuff. And kids. and <laughs> Yeah. So wish me success. Everyone can pray for me because... <laughs> It'd be nice to have fresh veggies, right? I mean, we did pretty good. We're just, we used to have a, this area had a, just was in the shade for, until Katrina. It was, um, you know, so we could barely get, or people, we weren't here then, but people could barely get grass to grow, much less anything else. So I do have a little spot of sun. Yeah. But it's really like. Harder. Clay. Yeah. So, so we're figuring build on up top. the beds. Do it on top. So. We're good. All right. I'm going back to Ponchatoula. was L'Angelus that you were listening to uh, just a moment ago. Uh, it is a Cajun band in Lafayette, Louisiana, and uh, they graciously gave me permission to play their song uh, in this episode, and it's Going Back to Ponchatoula. That is uh, the name of the song, and I will also play it at the end of this episode in its entirety. Uh, so why are we playing Back to Ponchatoula. Ponchatoula, first of all, is a town. It's about, uh, what, 30 minutes away, maybe? 20 minutes away? And Ponchatoula happens to be like the Louisiana strawberry capital. It's, it's just uh, full of strawberries, and they have a strawberry fest every year. And the strawberries from Ponchatoula, the Louisiana strawberries are so sweet. They're wonderful. And uh, they can be found on street corners all over. You have fruit stands. They sell the strawberries during strawberry season. And, of course... All of them uh, uh, say that those berries have been picked that morning. So uh, a lot of berry picking in, uh, in Ponchatoula. And tonight, Char and I are going to try a, uh, a new beer from Abita, Abita Beer. And this is called a Strawberry Harvest Lager. And so should I go ahead and pour? Yeah. This is my first one of these this year. You've never had one? Oh, last year you had some? Yeah. And open it for you? Yeah. Pour it for him. It's very light in color. It's a, it's a lager, very light. And it is made uh, with fresh Louisiana strawberries. Matter of fact, uh, the back of the label says that uh, ripe red Louisiana strawberries are harvested at the peak of the season in the early morning chill. The scent of the juicy red Ponchatoula berries fills the air as they're picked and pressed for a Beta Strawberry Harvest Lager. The end result is a light, crisp lager with just a hint of strawberry sweetness. Mm. So, you taste it already? No. We didn't even smell it. Oh, you're just smelling it? Um, it's just making me think. Ooh, you know what? It, the smell yeah. is. It smells just like the strawberries we ate the other day. Doesn't it? Mm. It's got a very. Uh, I mean, it's. I wouldn't. I don't know. It's a strong smell, but it's a. It's a. It's a very good smell. Would you say it's strong? No. Right. Well, okay. Cheers. I love you. Mm. 
Wow. Mm. What do you think? I think I need some crawfish to go with it. <laughs> <laughs> well, we had the crawfish week last week, so we had crawfish. I think more times than it should be legal to have them mm. in a week. It was unbelievable. Uh, what do you think about the beer? Mm. I like it. It's very light. Very light. Uh, it's a very drinkable beer, I'd say. I mean, if you wanted to sit down and have two, three, four, as you <laughs> as you uh, visited with family or friends, it, it's a very drinkable beer. You could do that. Ladies don't do that. Um, at least, yeah, okay. Um, so, uh, it's it does have a, a strawberry, a hint of a strawberry taste to it. I wouldn't say that it's a strong taste. I think the the smell is, is stronger. The, the scent of strawberries is stronger than the taste, huh? Mm-hmm. Now, this reminds me, it does remind me of something that, um, you know, a, a drink during the day beer. Right. Yeah, it's very light. If you're or, outside, or I should say, yeah, yeah, like if it, in the heat. If you were right, really if you were outside and it was hot, this is say like a nice June, July weather here in um, in Louisiana, it would be very refreshing. You're right. But this is a seasonal, right? Mm-hmm. It's, only, it's a seasonal. It's only for how much longer? It's a seasonal. I don't know how long it's out, but on the website, it says that. Uh, it's a wheat beer made with real Louisiana strawberries, and they're picked late in the season. It says the brew has earned quite a reputation in a short time, causing the brewery to up their production year after year. And when this brew is found, emails and phone calls fly to friends informing them of the store's location. So Strawberry Harvest is a crisp, crisp, excuse me, crisp, light lager with just a hint of strawberry sweetness, which we already said. Anyway, it's uh, it, it, they're recommended with like desserts and lighter fares like salads and pastas and fresh cheeses. So uh, it's very good. Um, it's very Louisiana, huh? It is very Louisiana. I think you're right. It's very. It's, it's local and it's it's, it's local. Good. It's four point two percent alcohol. Uh, so it's not. It's like your normal beer. Not not uh, not too strong. Um, and I'd recommend you get some. If you want, you can go to abita.com, A-B-I-T-A, abita.com, and they have a, uh, a locator, a store locator. Uh, you can check and see if they have any of this uh, strawberry harvest lager in your area of the country. And uh, uh, you can go check it out. Laissez le bon ton roulet. That's right, baby. All right. Ça, c'est bon. received quite a bit of feedback uh, the last week, this past week, and I'd like to share some of that with you right now. Well, just this past week, uh, I put a a post on the SQPN forums, uh, which you can find over at sqpn.com, and a basic question I asked was, you know, what kind of creative cooking are you doing 
for the Easter season? You know, is there something that you're doing this Easter uh, that would be, I don't know, just kind of creative, something different, you know, something new? And Bonita responded to that post, and she gave a recipe for shrimp and grits. She said, this may sound crazy, but uh, shrimp and grits is delicious. And all I can say, Bonita, is that it's not crazy to me. I'm from the South. I'm here in Louisiana, and we eat shrimp all the time, and we eat grits, right? Grits is a Southern thing. And so shrimp and grits together is wonderful. Matter of fact, we have uh, something called uh, uh, grits and griots, which I'll have to uh, uh, share with you all later. But anyway, I'm, I'm very thankful for the recipe that you left there on the SQPN forums. Uh, it, it's a recipe by Bobby Flay, and it's from Food Network, of course. And she left a link. So what I'm going to do is on uh, the website at catholicfoodie.com, I will put the link in the show notes. So if you're interested in seeing the recipe for shrimp and grits, you'll be able to go and do that. So thank you once again, Bonita, for leaving that, uh, that post. And uh, I look forward to talking to you some more. Well, those of you on the Catholic Foodie Facebook page may recall that a, uh, a week or so ago, I did post an article there on uh, family meals. This was an article I found over at uh, the Copywriter's Kitchen, which you can find at copywriterskitchen.com. Uh, Lorraine uh, writes there for uh, uh, her blog, and she had this excellent article up about the secret to finding time for family meals. It is wonderful, and I was, once again, I was disappointed or uh, just upset because, unfortunately, I didn't find this article until after I had published uh, episode 13, which, if you remember, was on uh, Abbey Youth Fest and also Fast Food. It was called Fast Food, Fast Faith. Um, so, unfortunately, I found this article after the fact. I really wish I would have seen it before, but anyway... I'm just very thankful that I found it at all. I mean, it's, it's a fantastic article, and I highly recommend that you read it. Once again, it is on the, uh, the, the Facebook page for The Catholic Foodie. And you can also see, I believe I did, leave a, uh, I did post it on, uh, on my website as well, catholicfoodie.com, so go check that out. But anyway, I was so impressed with it that I went to her website, and I left a comment for her. Um, and told her how much I liked it, and, and uh, told her how I had just talked about it on you know, fast food and, and really family meals on episode 13. And she wrote me back, and she said, Thanks, Jeff, for dropping by the uh, Copywriter's Kitchen. And she says, I was struck by your insight in fast food, fast faith, that cooking and eating a family meal has become radical. One impetus I had for starting this blog was my observation that a whole generation of people had forgotten how to prepare simple, delicious meals. A younger group of foodie bloggers, however, give me hope for the next generation. Many millennials seem to be picking up the whisk and the skillet, and they're cooking, and they're cooking slow. It's great that your family gathers at table regularly now when your children are young. Establishing that rhythm now makes it easier to hold on to family meals as kids move into the tumultuous teens. And, uh, and yes, Lorraine, I do fear those, uh, those upcoming years, the tumultuous teens. Uh, I teach. I'm a teacher. I deal with teenagers all day long. And so I see the struggle that they have in trying to find their own identity, which oftentimes means uh, friction, right? There's sort of a breaking away from their family identity, trying to find out who they are in themselves. So 
When I think about my children going through that, I shudder. <laughs> but I, I agree 100%. I think that setting down or, or, or establishing these uh, rituals, these habits early, uh, will help in that uh, tumultuous time. So thank you, Lorraine, for, uh, for uh, writing that. And I, I just I got to tell you again how much I enjoy your blog. I love it. And for all my listeners, I highly recommend this, copywriterskitchen.com. This wraps up episode 16 of The Catholic Foodie. I hope you've enjoyed it. Uh, please let me know what you think. You can email me at catholicfoodie at gmail.com. You can also send me a, an MP3 file or a WAV file to the same address, catholicfoodie at gmail.com. Check out the website at catholicfoodie.com. And uh, lots of information, lots of... Um, uh, interesting articles and posts and things like that over there at the website uh, that I don't share on the show. It's just too much uh, to, to share on the show. So if you want a little bit more of Catholicism and food and, and, and life and family and all this great stuff, just visit catholicfoodie.com and let me know what you think. Let me know what you think about the show and about the, uh, the website as well, uh, catholicfoodie at gmail.com. You can also call the feedback uh, on the phone, which is wonderful. I love getting voice feedback. And you can do that by calling 985-635-4974. And I'm going to close out this episode with uh, the entire song uh, going back to Ponchatoula. This is the song that I played uh, right before we did the beer uh, review. So I hope you enjoy this. It's a wonderful Catholic Cajun band from Lafayette, L'Angelus. And until next time, bon appétit.